Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your hosts, Mike Fagan and Tim Ben. We're opinion, fact, informative, and your alert system. Now let's get ready to rumble. Good Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on final show of the year, 2022, this Friday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. I hope everybody out there is safe and sane and you're prepping for a wonderful and warm weekend for sure. Well, I know you're going to end up having a good inspiration for the final show of the year because there's there's a lot of things that this year gave us that's not inspiring. I just put it that way. You know, the end of the year marks a time frame at which where we see statistics end for the year. We're going to see statistics coming out, you know, in the next few months, looking at, you know, fentanyl deaths for the year. Oh, yeah. Illegal alien crossings, probably COVID deaths for the year. We're going to see a lot of, you know, financial endings, the inflation, you know, the final inflation numbers of 2022. We're going to see poverty numbers of 2022. So there's a lot of things I think that are not going to be too inspiring about 2022 coming out here very soon. Yeah, for sure, man. And you are absolutely correct. I got a whopper of an end of the year prayer for everybody here. So let's bow our heads, folks. Thank you, Father God, for bringing us to the end of another year. We do not take this for granted. Thank you so much for your goodness, your mercies, for your understanding and unfailing love. Thank you for the gift of another day. Sometimes things happen that just don't make any sense to any of us. But we trust that even in the midst of our questions, you are still on the throne and all power belongs to you. You love us more than anyone can and more than we could even begin to imagine. Praying today for everyone all over the world who has been discouraged, abused, oppressed, persecuted, tormented or denied justice. We're praying for everyone who's been sick in the body or in the mind. We're praying for everyone who has felt misheard, mistreated, or misunderstood. We're praying for everyone who might feel like giving up for any reason at all. Don't give up, folks. We're praying also for those who have lost loved ones one way or the other. Please, God, please heal every broken heart. Heal us inside and out heal our hurts, and heal our pain. Help us remember that we can do all things through your Son, Christ, who gives us strength. You encourage us to keep praying for others, and we know that you hear us. Please put your arms around everyone who is hurting and heal us all. We plead with you to make a way where there seems to be no way out. And dear Lord, please teach us all how to continually love one another help one another, serve one another, honoring and glorifying you in all we do. Thank you so much once again for bringing us safely to the end of this year. We are grateful, Lord. By your grace and mighty power, we will keep on choosing joy. We will keep on choosing gratitude. We will keep trusting you and keep fixing our eyes on you. You are faithful to your promises and you are still in control. In your son's Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, man. Well, people are going to be going out this weekend and celebrating New Year's. And, you know, part of the reason why we celebrate New Year is, uh, I'm actually not sure why. It's just another day, kind of. Well, uh, guess what, Tim? 
I had to do that little celebration because yours right. truly, once again, turns another year old on Sunday, the 1st of January. Well, so that's why you celebrate, because uh, it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not just a new year for the globe and the planet, but it's also uh, a new year for you. So you're yes. you're, you're finally turning 55, right? <laughs> yes, I wish I was. Actually, you're going to be celebrating your, not just your first, you know, your, what, January 1st birthday? Yeah. But you're also going to be celebrating a new year in which it'll be your first year fully retired. Yes, absolutely, man. That is definitely the plan at this particular point, for sure. And, you know, obviously, we are going to remain connected in the things that we are still not done with, that we still enjoy doing. But a whole lot of it is going to fall off to the wayside because, you know, I got grandbabies to to go visit up in Alaska, as well as other points uh, in the United States, and we're definitely looking forward to it. As a matter of fact, we do plan on being this coming Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen, over at the Hilliard VFW for what we call the New York style New Year's party oh, at the go. VFW. And basically all that is, ladies and gentlemen, is, you know, how us old fogies, we come together, we're doing the old New Year's thing. We're not 20 and 30 years old anymore. Where we're out, you know, until three and four o'clock in the morning because our New Year's party at the VFW ends the same time that the balloon goes up in New York. So when it's midnight over in New York and the balloon is going up, you just know over here at the Hilliard VFW at 9 p.m., that's when we celebrate New Year's. Well, I, so <laughs> I'm obviously from a little different of a generation because I didn't know that it was a balloon. I thought it was, a, they just call it a ball. Yeah, ball, balloon, whatever. <laughs> and I, I was just hoping that, you know, this you know this coming year, instead of watching the, the ball go up, we watch, you know, we're going to watch America's ball drop. Yeah, there you, you know, go. And, and maybe... Point of the matter is, is I'm going to do something I haven't done in the last couple of years, and that is I'm going to go out and have a drink. I'm going to drink moderately, okay? And if anybody uh, out there in listener land wants to join me for a birthday drink, you are more than welcome to birthday join me drink. at the Hilliard VFW, Hilliard VFW, located at 2902 East Diamond Street at the intersection of Regal. So yeah, and there you Regal, go. Regal and Diamond. Yep, there you are, man. That'll Regal be Diamond. this Saturday night. And, you know, I'll definitely be there, uh, you know, at least uh, by 6 or 7, and we'll hang around for a couple of hours and kind of enjoy some live music. And, Dinner, live music, some and beverages. Some Fellowship. Some fellowship, and then uh, and then you'll be able to you get home before ten. <laughs> there you go. Right. I mean, either that, or you can go from the Hilliard VFW New Year's party to another New Year's party, where you know, if you'd like, you can stay out until three and four o'clock in the morning. That's, That's up to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure a lot of people are going to be doing that just with how how cold it's been. And oh I mean, man, I'm telling even, you, even though we had those warm temperatures, I, I still think. Some of us are frozen to the bone. And hopefully everybody's pipes aren't still frozen, right? You know, you got the plumbing fixed finally. And, you know, there'll be a lot of celebration over, you know, the all the different things, looking at the past year and celebrity. And there's going to be a lot of that stuff in the media. But I don't think that they're going to be looking back on the year, you know, because they, they want to sell, you know, celebration and, you know, champagne. And when really we should be looking back at uh, 2022 and, and asking what's happened to our country. What are we actually celebrating yeah. in the new year? What are we changing 
coming into the new year that's going to, uh, you know, kind of like the prayer and the inspiration that you brought, I thought about the the healing aspect of it. And are we going to turn from our wicked ways and ask God to heal our land? And so the end of 2022 is coming. So I thought I'd look back on the year for just a moment on a specific day in 2022, and that's December 2022. And that was where it was interesting. You saw articles in two of our local newspapers, one of which was 22 names was the name of the article in the Inlander. And in the Northwest section of the spokesman review was an article man arrested with 900 fentanyl pills <laughs> and a gun near At, camp dope yeah. or camp hope is what it says. So, you know, there's 22 names they talk about. And you know, I mean, the headlines, once again, Tim, the headlines are really, really misleading because they're different. He was caught near. No, he was there. He was basically there. Yeah. Yeah. And staying in the camp. And and according to the people at Camp Dope, he was a resident there for months and months. According to, uh, you know, the operator of Camp Dope, Julie Garcia, he was asked to leave a a lot of times and never left, according to uh, her in the in the news. So, you know, you, you got this man arrested of fentanyl pills and gun near Camp Hope. But on December 22nd, the the news article and the other news article on the uh, December 22nd was 22 names. All Mm -hmm. these twos, kind of interesting. So basically, this article is talking about 13,000 people die living on the streets every year in the United States, including in small towns like Lewiston. And they're talking about the 22 names that were read off of people dying in Lewiston. And so why do people die in homeless camps at such high numbers? Well, according to provider of health at a health center in Lewiston. The studies have shown that mortality is increased, uh, early mortality is increased by 75%, and it lowers the average lifespan from 78 years to 50 years old for people that live homeless. Now, a lot of that, I think, has to do with that other December 2022 article about the fentanyl pills and the drugs in these homeless camps. So hopefully we'll look forward to next year where maybe we're going to start seeing some justice and some, and I hate to use the word reform, the criminal justice system and law enforcement, maybe some action in our legislature that would change the laws to where we can hold people more accountable. Because the likelihood of this continuing is very high since we just keep getting softer and softer on crime. And, you know, we're sitting in a, in a place in our economy where, where is all the laborers? You know, we don't have enough postal workers, enough plumbers, enough truck drivers, enough, you name it, right? Right. The STA is hiring. The, every, everywhere is hiring. And we see people arrested like this 20-year-old in Gavin Barrett, who is trafficking drugs at the homeless camp, 20 years old, all this life ahead of him. And it's going to be hopefully spent in prison now, but it shouldn't have been. It should have been in, you know, furthering our community by working somewhere, plumber, electrician, something where he was supporting his family. I don't know how many kids he's going to leave just out there you know, fatherless because he's going to be spending time in prison because we let the drug cartels take over our country in 2022. Sure. And, you know, the other sad aspect about all of this that you're talking about here, Tim, is the fact that we don't know where this 20-year-old has been. Did he visit the other homeless shelters before he ended up down at Camp Dope again? Because 900 fentanyl pills, man, I mean, that's a lot of dollars. In the homeless community, you know? Right. Well, that wasn't the only drugs that he was probably peddling. And so... Of course. Of course, uh, you know, he's taking advantage. And, and why, how do homeless people have money to buy drugs? 
Right. Well, because we are funding programs that give them money and resources that, that they can turn into cash or that they can turn into drugs That's one right. way or another. Yeah. We let them scam our businesses. We let the theft go on where they're selling black market items that they're stealing from stores that we're, we're paying for those items. Whether folks want to believe it or not, we're paying for the drug addiction and the disaster that's going on in our country because they have to raise their prices to cover the loss. Yes, they do. So, so we're paying for the drug addiction. We're, we're subsidizing it, not just with our tax dollars and the way the government policies affect the situation. We're paying for it at the uh, cash register, but we're also paying for it, I believe, spiritually and morally because we allow it to continue. Yes, we do. And we are not doing anything to reform the welfare systems, the other safety net programs that we ended up putting into place. It all we seem to be doing adding. Uh, is, yeah, we're adding and expanding the reach, the amount of money that people are qualified to get in order to help themselves and this kind of stuff. It's just absolutely mind-blowing what's going on out there, man. Right. So hopefully if we pray for something and look forward to something in 2023, it's accountability at all levels, not just the leaders and the and the elected officials and the bureaucrats that we like to point out on this show, but also, you know, the organizations that are out there that see that people are suffering and they say they're helping them in their suffering, like Jules helping hands. That's right. They're helping continue their suffering and they're profiting and all the people they employ are taking paychecks home, continuing and proliferating a, a disaster in our country that is morally corrupt and we should look forward to a 2023 that doesn't continue that tradition we've created. That's right. And before we head out the break door here, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this one final thought here with regard to Camp Dope. Now, at one point, Camp Dope was reportedly at about 654 people. The vast majority of those people are drug addicts or alcoholics, etc. But what would have happened if they weren't? That would have been 564 healthy individuals that would be out there serving you your dinner in a restaurant, fixing your sewer lines, <laughs> you know, fixing a car. Yeah. Fixing a car, you building know. a house. Yes, absolutely. Paying bills, paying t- helping the, ta- the, uh, the rest of us taxpayers carry the taxpayer burden. That is absolutely correct. I mean, just in that one little facsimile of life known as Camp Dope, that would have been 654 individuals that could have participated in the job market. We're just so too busy. think about that, people. Too busy subsidizing the decline. You got it. With that said, we'll be back in about a minute or so. To our Spokane area veterans and their families, if you haven't checked out the Hilliard Veterans of Foreign Wars Post 1474, located at Diamond and Regal Street in Spokane, you gotta be there or be square. The Hilliard VFW is there to assist you and yours with all your VA questions. Give them a call at 487-3784. Weekly bingo, cards, bowling, dart tournaments, and meal specials are just a few more things that the Hilliard VFW offers. Stop on by, give them a call, 487-3784. A lot of your beef comes from Brazil, Africa, and China. Bet you didn't know that. The Spokane County cattlemen know that, and they are the ones advocating for country of origin labeling on the meat that we buy and feed to our families. Find them on Facebook right now. That burger you just got at your favorite drive-thru has over a thousand different DNAs in it. Well, you may want to consider buying from local producers. And in other words, folks, buy locally. The Spokane County Cattlemen are on Facebook and are there to advocate for you, educate and inform you on what's happening in the global and local meat industry. 
With today's corona-controlled society, the shopping restrictions and possible rationing, making sure that your family doesn't experience food insecurities should be our top priority. You can do your part. Be secure. Buy from local growers and producers. The Spokane County cattlemen know this and are here to help you. Find them on Facebook right now. And welcome back from the break, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for rejoining Mike and Tim on our final show of the year, 2022, this Friday episode here on Right Spokane Perspective. All right, going to go ahead and jump into a couple of quickie headlines here, folks. We're talking about ICE loses track of 150,000 illegal migrants due to Biden administration's no processing policy in a training video. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's man. In video. Can you imagine? You're a brand new border security guy, and you're sitting in the classroom, and you're watching a training video, and the training video is going to teach you how to lose 150 illegal immigrants in a snap of the fingers. <laughs> That's uh, probably a bad training video. Yeah, no kidding. Anyway, an Immigration and Custom Enforcement training video obtained by Fox News Digital revealed that since the summer of 2021, border officials have lost track of more than 150,000 illegal migrants allowed into the United States without proper processing. In the newly obtained training videos, ICE officials discuss how the Biden administration's no processing immigration policy has led to several challenges from border agencies, including locating hundreds of thousands of immigrants released without charging documents. The training videos, which were recorded from November of 2021 to February of 2022, were released as part of discovery in ongoing litigation brought against the Department of Homeland Security and other border agencies by Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody. Border officials began releasing migrants into the interior of the United States without processing formal charging documents, which are typically required and used to set court dates for migrants to appear before federal immigration judges. Instead of receiving this documentation, migrants were given directions to find and report to an ICE official. Since March of 2021, CBP has been releasing non-citizens on prosecutorial discretion or humanitarian parole and directing them to report to the nearest ICE office where they intend to reside, said one border official in the training video. Operation Horizon was launched in November of 2021 to attempt to locate migrants who had not reported to ICE and send their official charging documents via mail. However, since the relaxed policy did not require the agency to obtain any identifying information on the migrants, ICE couldn't locate them. Man, this is like a total disregard. It's a oh failure. Oh, my goodness. A major, major failure, man. And they got it on video, and they're probably laughing. Well, I mean, it's, <sighs> you know, it's just one of those things that we're, I think it's probably something that happens on a continuous basis at this point. Yes, absolutely. And this is the reason why the Biden administration is just blowing the previous immigration numbers just out of the water. You know, in 2022, they were talking about 1 million immigrants coming across the border. No, there was 2.3. Yeah, now they're talking it's going to be even much more. Yeah. I mean, you know, when Title 42 gets uh, retired and whatnot, I mean, everybody is in fear of just a major, major influx of illegal immigrants, man. 
Well, and they, they've weakened the, the, the laws in this country. You know, we have sanctuary cities, so people are not being uh, reported die. So basically, we're not doing our job as a government. Taxpayers are paying for the governance. We're paying for, well, bloated government at this point, but we're not seeing government do the basic things that they should be doing. And so when they're supposed to be deporting, especially illegal aliens that commit felony crimes, they're not. Yeah. Big time, man. Here's your next headline, folks. Biden's migrants are displacing Americans from homeless shelters. Now, tens of thousands of economic migrants invited by President Joe Biden are displacing Americans from homeless shelters just before Christmas, according to the Wall Street Journal. The newspaper reported on December 15th from El Paso, Texas, where many job-seeking migrants are being released by Alejandro's Mayorkas' easy migration policies. The numbers are so high that many migrants can't find seats in departing buses and aircraft. John Martin, deputy director at El Paso's Opportunity Center for the Homeless, said that the Opportunity Center's five shelters traditionally focus on the city's local homeless population, but since August have routinely housed migrants released in the city. On Wednesday, the group's Welcome Center housed about 129 people, nearly all of whom were migrants. Our ideal capacity is 85, Mr. Martin said of the Welcome Center. The nearby men's shelter housed nearly 200 men Wednesday, about 60% of whom are migrants in a place meant to comfortably house 100 to 120 people. Meanwhile, with shelters full, some migrants have spent the night sleeping outside as overnight temperatures have been at or below freezing this week. Migrants crowded outside bus stations Wednesday wrapped themselves in blankets provided by the Red Cross and other charities. Hundreds of others have taken to spending the night at the airport while waiting for morning flights. Now, look, Tim, you know, if down in El Paso, you've got temperatures that are nowhere close to what we've been seeing in Spokane, at least through the last week. Right, but they're saying it's still cold, yeah. Yeah, it's still cold, man. I mean, how do these people in the city of Spokane that slept on the streets and didn't break down and go to a shelter make it as they did? It's pretty crazy. My word. You want to talk about popsicles, man. Well, and an interesting thing when we, you know, we're looking at the end of the year, you know, those cold temperatures and the homeless, and you're talking about uh, illegal aliens that are filling up the homeless shelters all over the country. We're not just talking about border cities either. We're also seeing, you know, more government housing dollars and grants going to illegal aliens and developers who are building basically free housing for the unhoused. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, these millions of people being added to our country that, you know, of course, a a bunch of them will end up working in different industries. And of course, that's part of the reason for allowing all this illegal migration is they want low cost labor. Yeah. And so different industries that are looking to hire these folks and of course, government entities that are looking to relax rules around employing illegal aliens are just looking at cheap labor. But with that cheap labor comes government subsidized food programs, government subsidized education, government subsidized housing, all these things come at a huge cost and they're squeezing out the current American population, which of course we can say we're all immigrants eventually, you know, I mean, of course, a lot of us are native and born here oh you mean that that old argument oh yeah right right (laughs) but you got to look at what's going to happen to the country how are we going to house all these people and looking back at 2022 we saw a huge decline in homes being built we saw a huge decline 
in the purchase of new homes. We also saw a decline of purchase of already existing homes because most people can't afford the housing. That's right. So where are we going to put all these new people that just came into the country and where are we going to put all these people that are coming into the country in the next year looking forward to another year under the Biden administration where we just let millions of people show up? Yep. We don't have any housing. We, do. we don't have homeless shelters. We don't have apartments. Apparently, we have jobs for all these people. We have places in the welfare lines for all these people. But I just don't see how it's sustainable to see this influx when we're not even taking care of or employing the population we have. We're paying them not to work. Yeah. I mean, there. I think that there's going to come a time in our social safety net, if you will, where we are going to end up seeing, I'm not saying a civil war, but you are definitely going to be seeing a lot more civil discourse because again, we've opened that Pandora's box. We are now expanding our social safety net, i.e. welfare benefits. We have created new welfare benefits and social safety net uh, advantage, if you will. Well, the social safety net is not a safety net. It's become a hammock. That is exactly right, man. You nailed it on that one. The homeless people are going to cut down the tree and burn it to stay warm and you're going to be left with an old worn out sheet just sitting on the ground with five people fighting over it yeah that's that's yeah. it's that's the social safety net that's what it's going to be absolutely man i mean you, you've got your american poor over here you've got your american indigenous people you know and, and a lot of the indigenous people are taking advantage of the social safety net and uh, you know more power to them but now you insert the third wheel or third cog in the wheel i.e the illegal immigration aspect of it mm-hmm. yeah. that is going to be topping off the same trough oh my word man. well they already are and and so how do the taxpayers keep up with that so you see these state budgets uh, you know the and pan- what's going to happen when the poor people and indigenous people that are you know having to take advantage of this thing end up getting short sheeted on their benefits in lieu of an illegal alien who ends up getting more. Well, what they're going to have to do is sponsor an illegal alien because on their government housing of their two-bedroom apartment where they're already housing their drug dealer, they're going to have to also house an illegal alien. <laughs> so Probably. That, that's the way that's going to have to work. Uh, but we're looking at, you know, the social safety nets also when we had this pandemic and all of this government spending, you saw our local government right here in the city of Spokane plugging holes in its budget having to do with its social safety net with one-time monies from the federal government because of the pandemic, right? Forget what the, the, what was the bill for the pandemic? The the rescue money? Uh, Yeah, American Rescue Act. Yeah, the, the rescue money. So that rescue money that went all over the country to every city, including the city of Spokane and the Valley and the Spokane County, and, you know, those dollars aren't gonna be there forever. I don't think our government can continue to print money without inflation just burning our financial system down. So we're going to have to do something in the coming year to deal with some of these issues. And I don't think that we have leaders that are in uh, places of power that are prepared to to, uh, look at fiscal responsibility, deal with inflation, and look at a 2023 that has not more homeless individuals, but hopefully less. Yeah. Well, I I can tell you, man, you know, I just got done looking at some headlines here. It was a ha-ha headline from the examiner, if you will. Washington uh, examiner? Yeah. And it basically, uh, headline read something to the effect that there is nobody in the Biden administration that is smart enough to do deal with illegal immigration policy, period. Well, that's why none of them have actually gone down to the border. Yeah, there you go. Right? They, they, <laughs> they don't want to go face the problem. Instead, they're, you know, doing, you know, all sorts of different stupid things like hosting drag queens and transvestites at 
at the White House. They're busy, you know, having parties and and getting together with little you know, spanky spanky parties spanky with parties. Uh, yeah, Department of Energy. Uh, yeah. Once you know, once worked with Department right. of Energy people, yeah, now the, fired. Right, the guy that's stealing women's underwear, and and you see this total disregard for good governance that we need to obviously revisit because these problems are not going to fix themselves and we don't see the leadership in place even at the local level where they're going to be able to handle these problems obviously every city in the united states is now a border town yeah and be prepared homelessness is going to increase the inflation is not going to go away are we going to see us go further into a recession and i think we need local leaders to pay attention to that in the coming year i think we need our congressional critters to recognize that and not just continue these omnibus type bills we need congress to contract the spending of the government so that we have a 2023 that doesn't see the end of u.s currency right and so because that's where i see this going you can't continually do what they're doing and and send money all over the world with fiat currency that you think you're going to continue to have. So 2023 should be a transformative year, I think. Not that we're going to change genders, but we're going to transform reality and bring those around us back into reality and ask God to heal our land. You betcha. All of that being said, you fathers and grandfathers out there, gather up the family, glorify and praise God. Give the family a great big hug and a kiss. Remind them you love them a lot. You know, we got our work cut out for us in 2023 for sure. All of that being said, Mike and Tim are out of here today. We'll be back at you and in your face again tomorrow. No, next year. Happy New Year.